Welcome to episode number 219 of the Savvy Social Podcast. This is a show dedicated to helping passion-led online business owners and entrepreneurs learn how to use social media as a tool to grow your business. I'm your host, Andrea Jones, and I'm fiercely committed to helping you understand both the how and the why of social media marketing so that you can create connection, build community, and make your difference in the world. Now, this show is brought to you by Sendable, which is the all-in-one social media platform that my social media team uses every single day to manage, schedule, and analyze our social media content for our clients. So you can try them out for yourself by going to onlinedrea.com slash Sendable. Now, today I'm super excited to talk about virality because um, it's a question that I've gotten quite often And I haven't fully known how to answer it outside of the theoretical until recently. So in the past two months, two to three months, I've had three clients go viral. And by going viral, I mean they had a video that had over 1 million views. Okay, so video over 1 million views. All three of these happen on TikTok. Okay, so y'all know how much I love TikTok. Um, I will link to the episode about micro video habits and strategies if you want to learn more about how to approach this platform. But today I want to talk more about virality, the pros, the cons, the good, the bad, and how we can actually try to create viral moments. And if that viral moment is for you, because it is not for everybody, okay? Um, And I want to talk about this because, again, I get this question a lot. And even though I'm going to have this conversation with you today... I want to emphasize that you cannot predict or choose when you go viral. Okay, you cannot predict or choose when viral moments will happen. It is all based on the end user. So virality only happens because other people are paying attention to you. You can't control what other people do. Okay, virality happens because the currency is attention and you can't fully buy attention. You can buy maybe one second and get in front of people, but you cannot guarantee they're going to watch the entire video unless you have something compelling, which I want to talk about with you today. Uh, But bot attention also comes at a price. How many times have you seen an ad and you instantly go, ugh, right? Like, I don't know if y'all are experiencing this, but YouTube ads seem to be on some other nether level right now. I was just trying to find a video for my baby girl. Um, cause she was a little bit fussy and she liked some music. And I swear I clicked through like three or four ads before we got to the video. And I was like, Oh, this is awful. Right. Um, those people are trying to buy my attention. And my instant thought is I don't want this. So bot attention does come out of price, which is why organically getting attention is best. Think about this in TV shows, for instance. You know, you can see all the ads you want for a TV show, all the commercials. But if you don't like that episode one, maybe you can like get through a few more episodes. But if you don't like it, you're not going to keep watching it just because you saw an ad for it, right? But if one of your friends said, OMG, you have to watch this show and you start watching it and you love it, you're going to keep watching it, right? That bias of bot attention can be an uphill battle. So think about that as well when we're creating these viral moments, all right? So that being said, the way to go viral, in my opinion, is to be organically discovered, 
Okay. People have to go, Oh, I didn't know this was here before. Amazing. I want to keep watching. And so in order to do that, you have to use placements that allow you to be discovered. And a lot of platforms are switching to this all because of TikTok. TikTok rose in popularity during the 2020 pandemic because you could log into the app and their beautiful, beautiful algorithm would show you the things that you wanted to see, right? You could keep scrolling and based on how you interacted with the content, TikTok would then show you more content, more and more content based on your likes and dislikes, based on your interests, the conversations you want to have. And so you're able to discover things that you never could discover before. Because of that, we're seeing placements like Instagram Reels also be discovery placements. Now, there are entire platforms that are based on discovery that are like a cross between search and social, which is something like YouTube, right? YouTube, you can search for things, but then it'll also suggest other things to you. Uh, Pinterest as well, you can search for things and it'll try to show you content based on those search results, helping you discover new things. So when you think about going viral, you want to use a placement that is geared towards discovery. So posting kind of naturally on platforms like LinkedIn or Twitter or in your Instagram feed may not get you that viral moment. It is possible, but it may not happen as quickly or as efficiently as using those discoverability placements, okay? Now, I mentioned that I had three clients go viral, and I have been studying these videos. I'm going to put the links in the description of this podcast episode, whether you're on YouTube, if you are in the apps, you can go to the show notes, or you can always go to onlinedrea.com slash 219 and get the video so you can see kind of what I'm referencing because... These videos each bring something unique. And like I said, up until this moment, I actually haven't had a client go viral in this way. And so I've been studying this to see if I can reverse engineer it a little bit. So I want to talk to you about what I observed with these videos. And the first thing I observed is that storytelling is the ignition. It ignites these videos. They all use real stories, like real connected stories, the kinds of things that if you're sitting down with a friend, you'd have a conversation with them about this. Um, the kinds of things where it doesn't feel like there was a script involved, right? It doesn't feel like this was some sort of pre-planned moment. Um, it felt real. It felt raw. It felt unplanned. It didn't feel contrived. So I think sometimes when we think about the viral videos, we try to plan it out too much. We have a script. We have something we want to say. We have a plan of action. We want people to like watch this video, then go here and do this thing, right? We try to orchestrate it a bit too much. And all three of these videos did not feel orchestrated. Okay. So the first one is from my past client, Graham Weaver. He is a lecturer at Stanford. He runs a company called Alpine Investors that really um, is an investment brokerage. Um, a very smart guy. And his video is a recorded phone call about one of his investors invested a certain amount of money. And then, you know, basically I became very wealthy from this investment. And there's two parts to the video. 
but it's really just him actually talking to his client, this investor, and someone's recording it. So it's real. It doesn't feel too contrived, even though we suspend our disbelief as a viewer a little bit because we know someone had to record it. Otherwise, it feels like you're just like listening in. You're a fly on the wall. And it worked really well for him. The second video is from one of my past clients, Lily Date Brazen, who has been on this podcast. Okay. She's been on the podcast. She's been on the YouTube channel. Um, she, we worked with her for over two years and, um, hers is a stitch on TikTok. So when you think about stitching it, she, someone asks a question like, what's a scam? And she stitched that video and said dating apps. Now she is a date coach and her stories that she tells in that video feels like you're just sitting down with her, having a drink, having a good time. And she's like, dating apps are a scam. Girl, I got to tell you about this, right? It feels very organic, even though she's creating the content. She's, I think she's sitting on her porch in a video. She's kind of just talking to the camera very casually. There's a storytelling element that feels natural. And then the third video is from my client, Dr. Karin. Um, she is a spiritual life coach, very smart, PhD educated woman. And her video is just so emotional. It's actually um, based on a trending sound. Um, so it's not even her words per se, but her facial expressions. She is so emotional and connected in that video. It feels like, again, you're you're sitting down with her and having this moment and it doesn't feel contrived. It, and, and, and she actually just recorded this in the moment. So again, I'm going to link to those videos, check them out. And I want to share you with you a few other things I noticed in the videos as well. Uh, like I said, storytelling is the ignition, but there's part of this that has a confidence element too. There's a confidence presence that's very palpable in all of these videos. When you're watching them, you don't feel awkward watching it. You know how sometimes like, you know how, okay, even with you, when you're recording a video for the first time, it feels awkward recording it and then watching it back, you look awkward, right? Like we all have those moments. Or if you've ever gone to, you know, hear someone speak and it's their first time speaking or teaching and you're like, oh, I can feel their awkwardness. We had the exact opposite with all three of these videos. Everyone felt like they, um, this wasn't their first time saying these things or reacting in this way. We didn't feel like we were being talked at. We felt like we were having the conversation with them. Um, it didn't really feel like, like a speech or anything like that. You know, it felt natural. It didn't feel awkward. And so when you're thinking about creating these viral videos, you want it to feel confident, like that confident presence. You want that to come through. And honestly, that just comes with time. All three of these people have been making videos for years, y'all, years and years and years. Um, all three of these people have been talking about their content for years. This wasn't their first time. And I think sometimes we show up on social media and we go, I seen a few weeks and then we're disappointed that we're not viral. That's not how it works. Um, all three of these people I've been working with for at least eight months before they went viral. So I want you to think about your marketing plan. Are you committed to posting video regularly for at least eight months? Because that's what I've seen in my, in my experience. It takes some time. It's not going to be the first video. Okay. 
All right. We talked about storytelling, confidence. I want to talk about like technical thing as well in that they all look like it belonged on the app. Um, it all looked like it kind of just fit in to what's going on in the app. And I think this works for TikTok specifically. Um, and I know I've, I've been preaching the TikTok sermon for a while, but I really do love the platform because it goes back to what I loved about social media to begin with. It's like this, not, it's not contrived and it looks like it belongs on the app. And yes, it's harder because you have to make content specifically for that app, but the reward is that you get discovered. So they were using in-app features. Um, Lily used the stitch feature. Dr. Karin used a sound. And then for Graham, you know, he used the app in the part one, part two scenario. So that's, you know, a lot of people do part one, part two. And so it looked like it belonged in the app. They were all vertical videos. So they didn't take, you know, like a, a, a landscape video and post it <laughs> vertically. It looks like it belongs there. And they use in-app features like sounds, um, comments, things like that. Okay. So think about that as you're, as you're trying to go viral. I think a lot of times the algorithms reward for using those in-app features. And it's why when we're working with our clients, we do add in sounds. We do encourage them to stitch. We do encourage them to use trends. Okay. The last thing that I noticed about all of these videos is that they were very generous. They were very generous. Graham was generous in sharing this conversation with his client. This could have been just a private phone call and he shared it with a million, two million people at this point. Lily, very generous. She has an entire program that teaches the concepts that she talked about in the video. And she still very generously talked about why dating apps were a scam and how impactful that is on the dating world, right? Dr. Karen, very generous with her emotions, just like showing up and sharing in that way. And there's a, there's a power in this generosity. And I do feel like on the internet, everything is behind a paywall these days. And I've been thinking about this a lot for my own business as well. I talk a lot about community and how I want to show up very generously. It's why I share podcast episodes like these. It's why I show up on social media and give and share. And I think that generosity comes through in the day and age of scams, in the day and age of people taking advantage of everyone, in the day and age of, you know, 50K programs, there's something about that generosity piece that feels like as a viewer, I'm being nourished. And so in all three of these videos, I felt like my clients were generously giving instead of asking for attention. And I think that's the key (laughs) for viral moments is they were generously giving of their time, their energy, their emotional state instead of saying and demanding, look at me, pay attention to me. I demand you to do this and then do that, right? So in all three videos as well, there wasn't an ask. There wasn't a, you know, sign up for this webinar or read my blog or listen to my podcast. That came later. That came later. These videos, the four viral moments, I don't think you can ask for something. You have to, have to, have to give generously. 
Okay. And then in later videos, you can ask once they're in your audience, once they're following you, that's actually the perfect time to say, Hey, you found this viral video valuable. Why don't you listen to the podcast? Why don't you listen to the blog? Why don't you, et cetera, et cetera. And that's what I found really impactful about all of these clients is they all have something to offer. Graham has a blog. Lily has a podcast. Dr. Karin has a YouTube channel. They all have more content. They all have months and years worth of content that their now new followers can consume. And they have offers. They have products. They have, you know, places where people can go and, you know, enjoy their content. And that foundation is key. Okay. So it's going to take some time, y'all. Um, if you're listening to this and you're like, man, I want a viral moment, just know that right now you're setting the foundation for that if it's for you. That being said, it's not for everyone. I don't think, for instance, I'm someone who would benefit from going viral. I have a very specific product, very specific offer, a successful million dollar business. I don't need to go viral. <laughs> I'm happy with the number of followers that I have. I'm happy with the community that I have. I don't need that viral moment to support my business. In fact, I think it would bring a lot of the wrong people. It would be a huge lift for my team. I'd rather just kind of attract the right people. So know that going viral isn't for everyone. And I think that a lot of it is like the tortoise and the hare. Um, I'm over here being the tortoise and I hope you are as well. Some people are the hare and they burn themselves out. So the tortoise and the hare, right? The tortoise slow and steady wins the race, very slow. The hare even kind of mocks him a little bit like, aha, you're too slow. I'm going to run all the way to the finish line. He gets close to the finish line and he's like, you know what? I'm going to take a nap because that tortoise is way back there. I'm kind of tired. Um, and then I'll finish the race. And he oversleeps and the tortoise ends up finishing the race before him. So how does that relate to social media? Well, I think a lot of people try to do the Gary V moment. And as much as I love Gary V, I talked about this in the last solo episode. For a lot of us, that that's a huge lift to be on social media 24-7, to be constantly creating content. I don't know about y'all, but I cannot do it. It is not for me. I rather pick my own frequency, which a lot of my energy goes into this podcast. And I'll get there. And in fact, I am there. I feel like I've done a lot of things that I can be really proud of in my career. And it took eight years. <laughs> okay. That's the tortoise. If you try to be the hare and you try to post, you know, I'm going to go on TikTok and post five times a day. I mean, how are you also running your business at that point? Unless you have a social media business, I don't understand how you can post five times a day and support your client. That's just my opinion. So, when it comes to social media content, I'd rather instead of you taking a week to post five times a day, being exhausted and needing a nap to maybe commit to twice a week and then do that for six months and then show up like my clients did and have your own viral moment. So let me know what you think about this. I'd actually love it if you could head on over to Instagram. I'm at online Drea and send me a DM on the concept of viral moments, because again, I don't really want one, but I'm so incredibly proud of my clients who had these moments because it's all of them. Um, we've been working together for at least eight months, sometimes a year, sometimes two years to get to these moments for them. 
and um, it, it, it is a lot of work and they're reaping the benefits of it. So I would love to hear from you if this is something that you're interested in. Have you tried it? Have you not tried it? Have you gone viral yourself? Are you seeking virality? Um, you know, let, let's continue the conversation, especially if you're in our paid community, we're gonna have a whole thread about this um, in our community as well. Uh, but I, I definitely want this to be the start of a conversation. So let's continue it that way. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode of the Savvy Social Podcast. If you love this show, head on over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, leave us that five-star review. It helps keep us in the top 100 marketing podcast episodes. And I'll see you back here soon for a new episode. That's all for now. Bye.